CPSC is a small agency with a big job to do. And as a result, it needs to prioritize and focus its resources wisely. Hi, and welcome to GEO's Watchdog Report, your source for news and information from the U.S. Government Accountability Office. I'm Holly Hobbs. Gift-giving season is rapidly approaching, and maybe you've already started shopping. But who checks to make sure kids' toys and the family's new TV meet safety standards? Today we talk with Alicia Pointe-Cackley, an expert on consumer protection issues and a director in GAO's financial markets and community investment team. Alicia has a new report out on the Consumer Product Safety Commission, an agency of about 500 full-time employees that is charged with protecting U.S. shoppers from injury and death by regulating thousands of types of consumer products. Thank you for joining us, Alicia. You're very welcome. So, Alicia, given the Consumer Product Safety Commission's size compared to the number of products out there, how does it monitor product safety hazards? So, the CPSC has a variety of methods for monitoring product safety hazards, and those include things like inspecting imports at the ports, monitoring hospital injury data, the safer.products.gov website where people can report defective products, but it also has a limited set of staff resources, so it's really important for CPSC to prioritize and make sure it's focusing on the specific cases that pose the greatest risk to consumers. So that's products that could cause serious injury or death. And in our report, we found that CPSC doesn't always follow a formal process for prioritizing cases based on the potential risk to consumer safety. And so it might miss opportunities to devote greater resources to the cases that pose the greatest risk to consumers. And how does the CPSC deal with product safety hazards? So there's a number of corrective actions that CPSC can take when a hazard has been identified. Those are typically remedies that CPSC and the manufacturer of the product have agreed to. So, for example, if a bicycle or a baby stroller had a faulty part, CPSC and the manufacturer might agree to repair or replace that part for the people who have purchased that product. And in other cases... CPSC and a manufacturer may agree to offer consumers a refund if they turn in the defective product. And then on rare occasions, CPSC could actually take enforcement actions. So that could be civil or criminal penalties. So if, for example, retailers are required to report to CPSC when they identify a serious safety hazard with a product. And if they fail to do that, it can result in a civil penalty, such as when CPSC found a major retailer had been continuing to sell a trash can with a sharp edge that was causing consumer injuries. And your report talks about recalls as being voluntary. Once CPSC and the manufacturers agree to recall a product, how does the commission ensure that the recall happens? CPSC conducts what they call recall effectiveness checks, and that's to make sure that the recall is being implemented properly. So, for example, the staff may check that retailers have removed recalled products from the shelves, and placed appropriate signage in the stores for consumers to see. And, of course, the number of checks that are done would vary depending on the number of defective products that are in the marketplace and the level of risk to the consumer. What we found was that CPSC didn't have a consistent process for making those checks, and so we recommended that they develop one. And then CPSC also requires companies to submit monthly reports about how the recall is going, But what we found was that firms weren't submitting their monthly reports consistently. And so we recommended that CPSC really track those submissions so that they can better monitor really what the status of the product recall is. 
So even when firms are implementing recalls they agree to, how does CPSC know if the recalls are effective from a consumer perspective? That is difficult to get a full picture of because CPSC just has one measure of recall effectiveness. So for a particular recall, that means the number of product units that have been corrected out of a total number of product units that are being recalled. And the problem is, is that for some products, you could have really low consumer participation in a particular recall. So for example, if a manufacturer is offering to replace a product that has a very low dollar value, like a fast food meal toy, consumers who, you know, they may hear about the recall, but they're not going to send in for a replacement. They're just going to toss the toy. And so then is the recall effective? It's effective in the sense that the product is out of the marketplace, but CPSC doesn't know because nothing was turned in and there was no replacement. CPSC hasn't measured it as being effective correction. And so we recommended that CPSC look at other measures of recall effectiveness so that they can get a better sense of true effectiveness depending on the type of recall they're looking at. So it sounds like the Consumer Product Safety Commission plays an important role in protecting consumers from defective or hazardous products, which could cause injury or even death. But that the commission faces challenges given its size in monitoring all products and taking action quickly. Alicia, how can the consumer be proactive in reporting and checking for hazards? There's saferproducts.gov. That's a place where you can both go to check if a particular product has been reported as being unsafe or where you can report a product that you have found to be unsafe. And Alicia, last question. What's the bottom line of this report? Our bottom line is that the CPSC is a small agency with a big job to do. And as a result, it needs to prioritize and focus its resources wisely so that it can act quickly and effectively and address the most serious product hazards. That was GAO's Alicia Puente-Cackley talking about a new report on the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Thank you for your time, Alicia. You're very welcome. And thank you for listening to The Watchdog Report. To hear more podcasts, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you leave a rating and review to let others know about the work we're doing. For more from the Congressional Watchdog, the U.S. Government Accountability Office, visit us at gao.gov.